Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through Mark. We're in the 14th chapter. And we saw in the 50th verse yesterday, it said this, and they all left him and fled. It's talking about how the disciples left Jesus when he was being arrested. You know, Peter had just lopped off the ear of the servant to the high priest. Jesus had put the ear back on, you know, which can you imagine? And so uh, all this was going down. And so the disciples fled. Verse 51 in Mark, it's a little two-verse thing right here that only Mark speaks of. And I think this is significant. Listen to what it says. Mark 14, 51. A young man was following Jesus, wearing nothing but a linen sheet over his naked body. And they seized him. But he pulled free of the linen sheet and escaped naked. Then the very next verse, they led Jesus away to the high priest. It continues on with the narrative. But what a strange little uh, two-verse, two-sentence inclusion right there. Let me read it again. A young man was following him, wearing nothing but a linen sheet over his naked body. And they seized him, but he pulled free of the linen sheet and escaped naked. I dare say you probably have never heard anything taught on that or a sermon preached on it kind of thing. That pull literally means that he left it behind, this young man. Well, who is this young man? Well, we really don't know, but there are some serious conjecture, which I think is true. I think it is probably Mark himself. I think it's Mark. Mark was not one of the disciples at this time. He wound up following the disciples and wound up being Peter's right-hand man. That's the reason he has so much detail here, because he got detailed eyewitness account from Peter as to all that was going on here. So I actually think it's just a little self-deprecating type of uh, vignette right here, type of story that Mark's letting know what happened. Uh, We can uh, chuckle over the fact that, yes, this is uh, the first New Covenant biblical account of a streaker. Okay, because literally they grabbed the hold of him. They thought that he was one of the disciples. He, they thought that he was with them. They grabbed him. He ran out of the sheep, of the sad <laughs> of the sheet, and he escaped naked. I don't know. I just find it an intriguing thing. Also, it sort of gives a little bit of the attitude. I think of the heart of uh, of sometimes the gospel writers. You know, we think of them in a particular kind of way. Uh, but here he is, really. I believe it is, Mark, and I think he is being somewhat self-deprecating with this whole thing is happening. So let's pick it up, verse 53. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes gathered together. Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest, and he was sitting with the officers and warming himself at the fire. Now, Peter was bold and impetuous, and look where he is. I mean, he's walking right into the lion's den, and he's sitting there with the officers, and he's sitting by a fire warming himself. What does that tell you? It tells you it was cold, okay? It was cold. And so he's sitting by this fire. He's there with the very ones that could arrest him too, 
but they didn't know who he was. Uh, the other Gospels give us a lot of insight into this account. We may go through those in another episode. I'm not sure if we will or not. But we do know that Peter was actually able to get in and get to where he was because of John. Okay? John tells us about that, that he helped him. He knew uh, various people uh, within the high priest realm, and they let him in. So he's sitting there, and he's warming himself by the fire. Now, the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain testimony against Jesus to put him to death, and they were not finding any. Now, this is the entire Sanhedrin. This is all the religious rulers, Sadducees, Pharisees, et cetera, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's everybody. It's the whole council. And they're trying to obtain testimony against Jesus, and they had a goal. They had a purpose. They had an agenda. They wanted to put him to death. And we've already seen that, but it says here they were not finding any. They could not find any testimony and any accusation serious enough to put him to death. Well, why didn't they just do it anyway? Because they wanted to. Well, it literally had to hold up in court. <laughs> it had to be not only these religious rulers, but they were going to have to take it uh, before the political leaders, before the Roman leaders, because only the Roman leaders could um, execute somebody. And so they knew they would have to have something. Now, verse 56, For many were giving false testimony against Jesus, but their testimony was not consistent. We're going to see that a couple of times stated. So here's what's going on. There's a lot of people here, okay, that are wanting to testify against Jesus. Well, why in the world would they want to do that? Well, they want to ingratiate themselves to the powers that be. Okay, Same thing happens today, particularly in religious circles. Are you kidding me? It's just rampant, particularly within mainstream denominations uh, where people are trying to ingratiate themselves and they'll say this and they'll say that. And they are so hypocritical. And, and then, you know, denominations wonder why they are in the state of affairs that they're in. So anyway, they, uh, they were not fools, these religious rulers. So if somebody came in and was given a testimony, uh, they would testify to... Uh, one particular leader or whatever, and then they would take them to another one. There was a process. There was a procedure. And within this process and within this procedure, they found out that their testimony was not consistent. Uh, I've talked about this before. We see the same thing. If uh, two people come in and say that they are witnesses to some criminal activity, well, they will, today the police will separate them and hear their accounts separately. And that's where inconsistencies and, shall we say, lies and et cetera will be exposed. So verse 57 said this, Some stood up and began to give false testimony against Jesus, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and in three days I will build another made without hands. Not even in this respect, verse 59, was their testimony consistent. So you see that there was this false testimony that came before Jesus, and they were taking words that he said and twisting them and perverting them and misapplying them. And, you know, Jesus did say something about destroy this temple. One of the other gospels says, yeah, he was talking about his body. He wasn't talking about that building. But the false testifiers came and said, we heard him say this about the building. And, of course, in their mind, if you spoke evil of the building, that was worse than speaking evil of God himself. But the religious rulers knew that their testimony wasn't consistent and it wasn't good enough to execute Jesus. So the high priest thought he'd try to do something. Verse 60, the high priest stood up and came forward and questioned Jesus, said, Do you not answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? 
See, they knew the testimony was false. They knew the testimony was inconsistent. Okay, They knew it was a lie. They knew it was an error. So what did he do? He goes to Jesus and says, hey, why aren't you responding to them? What is it these men are testifying against you? We see this today. You see it in the media. You see it in political circles. You see it among law enforcement. They're, they're trying to get you to say something, and they'll say this. Well, you know, if you didn't have anything to hide, then you wouldn't be quiet. So you being quiet, there must be something wrong here. He was, he was playing that good cop, bad cop kind of thing right here. Do you not answer? What is it these men are testifying against you? Well, Jesus could have said, well, they're testifying a lie, and you know it. But here's what Jesus said, verse 61. He kept silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest was questioning him and saying to him, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? <laughs> well, now it's a different thing. But our time's up. We'll continue on with this right here because Jesus does respond to that right there. But when it came to the false accusations, when it came to the lies, when it came to perverting what he had said, he kept silent and he didn't answer. My there's a lesson I really need to learn. How about y'all? <laughs> well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.